Paul and Silas are beaten, thrown in jail, and then miraculously freed. But they don't take advantage of their circumstances to escape. They choose another path. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 117 today. We're praying our way through Acts chapter 16. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of worship. Today we're worshiping from Acts 16, 14. That's the verse today. And it says, A God-fearing woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, Oh my goodness, (laughs) y'all, it's going to be that day. I have looked up every word in this text, the the weird, there's a lot of weird town words, a lot of weird location words. And before we went live, I could pronounce all of them perfectly. (laughs) And as soon as we go live, that that ability is just going to evaporate. For some reason today, we've done three live events this morning or two already, and I've been nervous today, so I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I'm going to lose my ability to pronounce all the words that I could have pronounced perfectly five minutes ago. So I apologize. Where was I? Okay, let's try it again. A God-fearing woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Theatira. The Lord opened her heart to respond to what Paul was saying. That's Acts 16, 14. The bad part is it's down in our text. I'm going to have to read it again. So anyway, all right, let's go to prayer before I fumble this up any much more than I already have. Father, I need you to take control of the mouth. I need you to help me get through this in a way that makes it approachable, in a way that makes it understandable, in a way that makes it, that that makes us able to enter into prayer over this text. This is your time. I'm giving it to you right now. And I open up with this bit of worship and honor you for the one who opens our hearts to respond. You're the one that gives us the, not only the interest and the ability, but you're the one that softens our hearts and opens us to your message. And so we honor you for that today, that you're the one causing heart change in our world. It's not because someone speaks pretty. It's not because someone can pronounce all the words they're supposed to know. It's not because I can convince or um, motivate or argue or proclaim anything at all without your power being the one that makes the heart change. It's your job, not mine. You're the only one that can do it. I can't do that. And so I honor you today for that ability to make heart change in us, to cause us to respond to you in the way that we should. And so I honor you for that today. This is your time. Do with it as you will. We we come here this morning uh, wanting to hear from you, but also just wanting to honor you by lifting these prayers to you. I hope that and pray that they are a sweet incense for you, that they are a, a pleasure for you, and that you would release your power through these prayers in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Acts chapter 16. Let's go. In this chapter, we have a few really big stories. We have Lydia's conversion that we just touched on, and we have the jailer's conversion, this experience of Paul and Silas in the prison and the all the miraculous. Um, it's a great story. We know the story already. We're just going to pray through it today. There's so many things that we can pull out from these, and we're not trying to do it all. We're just trying to pray through it as God prompts today. So let's just get started. We're going to read, pray, read, pray our way through this passage. This is Acts chapter 16. 
Paul went on to Derby and Lystra, where there was a disciple named Timothy, the son of a believing Jewish woman, but his father was a Greek. The brothers and sisters at Lystra and Iconium spoke highly of him. Paul wanted Timothy to go with him, so he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, since they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they traveled through the towns, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem for the people to observe. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. We're going to pause there and pray. Father, I, you know, I'm glad that, that this is, <laughs> that it's your responsibility, like I said earlier, to create heart change because I would just mess it up. So anyway, these verses. They mention Timothy's reputation. The, the brothers and sisters at Lystra and Iconium spoke highly of him. He was well regarded. He had a good reputation. And that's an indication of his righteousness, his personal righteousness. And I pray that we would each have personal righteousness as our reputation, that our reputation would be good among those that we don't even really know, that opened the door for his witness, for his, his message and Paul's message, because he was regarded highly among people that he really didn't even know. Today, I think sometimes uh, Christians who are known, are, are known for things other than personal righteousness, and I, I pray that we would all have and, and covet and work toward a good reputation, that people would speak highly of us. Paul took Timothy to go with him. He, he circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, since they knew he was from a home that was uh, part Greek and part Jewish. Now, I think it's interesting, Father, that they were delivering a message that was saying that the, the Greeks did not have to be circumcised in order to be believers, but they were speaking to a bunch of Jews in this place, and they didn't want Timothy's heritage or his parentage to be a stumbling block. And so Timothy was circumcised. That's not, not like a minor thing he had to adjust. That's serious business. And I pray that as we think about our work in the world, our ministry, whatever it is that you have called us to, whether it's our children or whether it's an official ministry or whether it's working at our churches, whatever it is, as we think about that, we think about what sacrifices you have asked us individually to make in order for there to be nothing to be a stumbling block for the people that we are coming into contact with, the people that we are trying to love, that we would recognize things that we need to intentionally lay aside even if we don't have to, that you would bring those to mind as we think about what, how we are in the world and how we are to be acting and, and what we might need to do or adjust in order to bring the people that you put in our path into your, your kingdom. And the last verse is the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in number. I pray that that would be true of ours. Not only of our churches, I, I pray that for the church universal, that you would strengthen us in faith and grow us in numbers so that more people can have that relationship with you that we treasure. But I pray it also for those ministries that we are living out in our daily lives, that you would strengthen our faith and grow us in number. All right, back to the text. It says, They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia. They had been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they came to Mycenae, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Passing by Mycenae, they went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision in which a Macedonian man was standing and pleading with him. 
cross over to Macedonia and help us. After he had seen the vision, we immediately made efforts to set out for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Father, in this chapter, we see them responding so both immediately and deliberately, but also just so responsively. They reacted to your direction so responsively. I want that in my life. I want to be listening, hearing, and responding.